Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Detour to Neverland podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Wright, with your go-to podcast for interviews with Disney fanatics just like you. Now, let's sit back, relax, think happy thoughts, and take our Detour to Neverland with this week's episode. Welcome to episode six of Detour to Neverland. With us today is a very special guest that I'm very excited about. It's Nikki. Hendricks, who is a Disney vacation planner. You can find her on Instagram at Nikki Mouse Travels and also at her website at Mickey's Travel Tips.com. As I mentioned in some of the earlier episodes, there's so many different ways that you can express your love for Disney. Um, you can do podcasting like I'm doing, you can be an Instagrammer or a blogger, and a Disney vacation planner falls under that same umbrella. So I'm so excited to hear Nikki's take and her love for Disney. So with that, we'll go ahead and turn it over to you, Nikki, if you could introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about your role as a vacation planner. Sure, sure. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I am a wife, a mom of four kiddos, uh, little guys, uh, 11 and under, and um, I'm a Disney travel planner with an organization called uh, Mickey Travels. Uh, they're an agency out of New Jersey, but we have agents all over uh, America. Um, I started with them about three years ago um, and uh, just having a lot of fun helping other families plan their trips to Disney. We do all different locations. So Alani, I know you love Alani. Um, yeah, also uh, Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, and one of my favorites, Adventures by Disney, if you've heard of them. Uh, it's a great, great organization, too. So uh, we've having a lot of fun planning those trips and um, even learning more and more things. You know, everything changes at Disney all the time. So um, you always have to stay up to date on that. And uh, having a Disney travel planner who's a complete Disney nut, uh, We'll help you guys uh, plan a really great vacation and keep you up to date with all the news and, and changes there at Disney World for your, your vacation to make it very special. Cool. That's awesome. Um, so if someone reaches out to you, what is the role that you play from kind of beginning to end in, in helping someone plan their Disney vacation? Yeah, sure. So what I do is I take as much information as I can uh, about you guys and your family, um, get to know what kind of vacation you're looking for. Every family is different. Some people want a relaxing vacation. Some people want to do everything. Some people can stay a whole week, some only a couple days. Um, it just depends. So I take all that information, mix it in with all the knowledge and experience I have myself throughout my whole life and with my kiddos and going with my husband alone, uh, different experiences I have, and I recommend uh, what I think would work best with your for your family or for your travel group, whether it's a certain hotel, types of park tickets, that kind of thing. Um, I provide quotes for those, and we can modify those quotes in any way to better fit your family's needs, um, and then we'll book it for you when you're ready to book it. Uh, my prices come directly from Disney. We're an affiliate through Disney, so there's no upcharge for my services. They're completely free. Um, and then it's kind of like having a free concierge. So I can help with your dining. I can help with your itinerary planning, at which parks are going to be the least crowded each day, kind of plan your, your day, you know, where to start out, where, um, 
you know, have lunch, have dinner, that kind of thing, look at the menus, help you with whatever questions you might have, recommend different rides and attractions or shows based on your kids' favorite things. Maybe they love Star Wars. So I'll let you know all the different Star Wars attractions and things, meet and greets and stuff to make sure you don't miss anything that your family would really love to do. And then I'm with you all the way through. So as soon as you travel, I'm there. If you have any issues at all, anything happens that's less than magical, I'm there to help you and support you and get that taken care of so you can get back to having a magical time. That's awesome. Uh, something that I'm curious about is that since you have to ha be able to offer that concierge level of service, how do you, I'm sure it's impossible to stay completely up to date on all the newest, uh, all the news and, and newest offerings by Disney, but how do you attempt to, to stay as up to date as possible and, and uh, be able to share that information with your travelers? Uh, well, when you are as obsessed with it as I am, you eat, breathe, and sleep Disney. I'm sure you know. I've listened to one of your first podcasts um, where you were talking about uh, how you couldn't get enough of watching the walk-arounds at, at Disney World and Disneyland and all those places, right? So that's what I do while I'm hanging out, while I'm working. I've got the YouTube channel going on in the background, watching everybody else's uh, podcasts or listening to podcasts or watching other people's YouTube channels. Um, I get feeds from Disney directly as an agent, so I know when things are about to change. The bigger things, obviously if a cupcake's coming out, I won't know a cupcake's coming out until I see pictures and try it myself, but I know of the bigger changes coming, uh, maybe construction updates at hotels, things like that, so I can say, oh, that hotel that you're thinking of next February is going to be under construction. We might not want to look at that one. We might look at a different one for you guys. Different things like that can really affect your vacation. Um, our family, we go to Disney probably every couple months. So we're down there a lot. So we do get to experience in person many of the changes. And since we go so often, we always try and find those new things so that we can have new experiences too. So if there's a new cupcake, I'm going to try it. I'm going to review it and I'm going to let you know if it's any good or not. Um, or if there's a new ride or a new experience or maybe even just to give you an update like oh, this is how the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride's coming along. Here's some pictures, um, different things like that. So I definitely eat, sleep, and breathe Disney um, and get as much information as I possibly can and then share that with my clients or with my friends and family on our Facebook group um, and Instagram. So, In your time as a, as a travel planner, what's been the most rewarding experience uh, or experiences that you've encountered? Ooh, it's it's so rewarding. Um, very rarely do you have a job where uh, you actually see the fruits of your labor. Uh, and with being a Disney travel planner, you almost get to see that continuously. Your hard work of planning these vacations and getting to know these families. And then all of a sudden you get a text message and you see their smiling faces in front of the castle or their daughter just got a makeover at the boutique or things like that. And you're like, oh, that was so worth it. It was so much fun to do that. And you know you made a difference in their life. Uh, sometimes it's a matter of even you're the reason why they were even able to go in the first place. They thought it would never be within their budget, within their grasp to go to Disney or do a Disney cruise or something along those lines. And you've been watching for a promotion for them, for something that would work for them. And then, boom, you find it. You're able to book that vacation for them. And then they get to actually experience 
that magic that you've been wanting to share with them. So it's super, super rewarding. I love getting those pictures and images from my clients um, and even friends and family and other people that aren't clients. Uh, we share those pictures in our group and our Facebook page. And it's just so much fun to see other families enjoying that magic as well, especially first time visitors. Um, it's a lot of fun to be able to see the magic through their eyes for the first time. Oh, yeah, I love I'm kind of obsessed with hearing trip reports and hearing people explain the emotions and the experiences that, that they um are able to encounter on their trip. So I can imagine that's, that's definitely a rewarding feeling to, to play a, a role in that of that. Maybe you gave them a tip that, that really paid off and they got to experience something or got to squeeze something in that otherwise maybe they wouldn't have been oh. able to. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Ways to save time and save money and have that. Yeah. There's a lot of things that people don't even know Disney does or exists, you know, maybe activities at the hotels or stuff. They just think of the four main parks and that's it. They don't think about all the other things that are going on constantly around Disney. I could be at Walt Disney World for a whole week and never even set foot into a park and still have days packed full of fun. Mm -hmm. So I just reading through your bio, I see that you've experienced Disney, uh, the parks in many different ways. So as a teenager, as a single adult for your honeymoon, while pregnant with a newborn, for family reunions, and then now with your family of six. How has your love for the parks evolved over time through these different phases of your life? Well, it's definitely grown exponentially. Uh, I was a Disney baby, so I grew up uh, going to Walt Disney World all the time. My dad actually was a manager for the Disney stores up here in uh, the D.C. metro area. So he ran a couple of the stores, so he'd get tickets, free tickets to go down every six months, and then discounts on the hotels, like the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian and such, uh, back when those were pretty much all that was there. Um, so we would go every six months, our whole family would hop in the car and drive down. Uh, we didn't have much extra money for like the fine dining and such, so we'd pack sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, a bologna cheese, uh, and we'd experience the parks that way. Um, as a teenager, uh, we went a couple times. We actually went over to France to Disneyland, got to experience that. It was my first time doing uh, a, another kind of Disney um, park besides Walt Disney World. And that was really neat to be able to see all the details and, and second versions of the same rides like Space Mountain and Haunted Mansion and things like that. So each park kind of has its own feel, Disneyland, Disney World, Disneyland Paris. Um, so that was really amazing. And then when we got when I got married, my husband was not a Disney fan at all. Uh, <laughs> he had one experience with Disney, and that was when he did a show choir performance at Epcot in the middle of summertime. I had a horrible time. He was in his you know, suit as a teenager. He just wanted to hang out with the girls. He didn't want to do anything. Um, absolutely miserable. So when we were down in Florida for our honeymoon, just going to the beaches and such, a hurricane came through, and we couldn't hang out on the beach because they were all destroyed. So we decided to go up to Orlando and visit the parks. And I really had to convince him because he was so not having it. I was like, okay, that's fine. We'll go. So we went and uh, it was one of the first times they were doing the Star Wars weekends at Hollywood Studios. And we're walking up to Hollywood Studios and he's thinking, whatever, I don't want to be here. And all of a sudden a stormtrooper, he was walking across the top of the gate. And he points his gun down at my husband, Sam, and he's like, you there, show me your papers. 
and Sam's jaw just dropped and he was like, this is so cool. <laughs> and he was hooked ever since that moment. He had a great time and we've been back every year since. And then we ended up getting annual passes and then we got, well, got, we had children and with every child, it seemed like we kept going more and more often. And then we started fostering kids. Um, and we wanted to show them the magic of Disney, so we would take our foster daughters to Disney. Um, and then now we have four kids, and uh, we go, gosh, every couple months now. So it's grown exponentially, so I don't know even how much more it could grow, but I'm sure it will. Um, maybe one day we'll move down there and be right next door. Yeah, do you think that's something that you and your husband have discussed, that that may be something on the horizon that you would be interested in down the road? Definitely, definitely. We've talked about it or even um, investing in, in a home down there. Um, grandma and grandpa live up here, so I'd have a hard time leaving them. They're even better than Disney World, so we can't <laughs> leave grandma and grandpa. But uh, the kids would have a lot of fun down there. But I, I would have a hard time taking the kids out of school and starting fresh and everything. And um, we have a community up here. So maybe once we retire, We've talked about um, what kind of jobs we do at Disney. Like, like I would like to be the little bubble blower girl <laughs> cart person and just blow bubbles with the little kids chasing me around. I'd love to do that. Um, Sam would love to do something in the air conditioning. He doesn't care as long as there's air conditioning. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we've definitely talked about that and think that would be a lot of fun. It's interesting. My wife and I have had very similar conversations to that, and we've discussed the roles that we would want to play as a cast member down there. But it, yeah. and we've always discussed, oh, we'll do that in retirement. But it seems like every time we talk about it, that number for retirement moves closer and closer. <laughs> and it, you know, started, right. at, started at 65, and I think you know we're, maybe we're at 40 years old now where oh my gosh, yeah. that's when we're going to take the plunge. Yeah, you never know. Hey, start now. Do it now. Go for it. It's there's it's just so much fun. I I just can see myself like the characters and up, you know, when they're he's selling the balloons and mm -hmm. she's doing the little wilderness explorer thing. Um, I just see them kind of like they were at Disney World and they're retired there and just loving on each other and loving life. And that's how I see us there when we're old. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So since you get to visit so often, is there anything that you know of that you have not been able to experience in Walt Disney World? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, wow, uh, not that I know of, honestly. Um, well, I guess some of the things I would like to redo as an adult. Uh, so as a child, I got to stay in a lot of the deluxe resorts because of my parents' discount. Um, as my, I'm sorry, as a child. So as an adult now, um, I would love to be able to do that with my family. So I technically stayed in those resorts, but it's been 15, 20 years. So I'd love to do it again. Uh, this last trip we took this summer, we took two this summer, but the last one we took, we stayed at Beach in Yacht Club. Mm -hmm. And I've been wanting to take my kids there because I have a wonderful memory of the pool when I was little and the sand bottom of the pool. And I wanted to bring my kids there because they love the pool and the water. And I finally got to make that dream come true. We went this past August and had a blast. So I would love to experience those resorts again, but with my family this time. And it will be a whole different experience than when I was a kid. So I guess I could see something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I empathize with that for sure. Um, so growing up, my family, we were able to stay in, in some of the, I don't know what the classifications were when we went in the 90s, but 
Um, I know we stayed at Wilderness Lodge and I have vivid memories of, of walking into the lobby of Wilderness Lodge and also of the room. Yeah. And, and I have similar feelings that we don't have kids yet, but I would love to go back and experience that as an adult and experience that with my wife oh, yeah. and, and see, just have that nostalgic feeling of, of those childhood memories. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, Certain smells can bring you back to that time and views and such. And Wilderness Lodge is such a beautiful resort, especially at Christmas time. So there's so many variables that change your experience every time you go, who you're with, your, you know, where you are in your life, where you're staying, all that kind of stuff um, that changes the magic each time. So definitely, I want to, I, I think you should definitely go back and experience that with your wife and then maybe with your babies one day. Mm-hmm. Someday. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because I also have a childhood memory that one year we did go as a family. Um, and I have no idea what age I was, but we went and we had Christmas in Disney World. So we had it oh, in, wow. in our um, hotel room, had the I don't know how my president, how, I don't know how my parents got the presents down there, but somehow they got it down there without it's me. magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Santa came and, and dropped him off in our resort room. Um, and so this past Christmas, my sister-in-law is actually a cast member now. So we were able to oh, go cool. down and have Christmas with her in the resorts. And, and that was just an incredible experience to be able to be in such a, um, important location to me and my wife that, you know, we love being in Disney World and to experience Christmas there with our family was was something that I think we'll always remember. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Disney's your second home, it sounds like. So it's just like being home for Christmas. A question that I had was whenever you're planning all these vacations and particularly I'm thinking about if I was in, in your shoes and I was planning like these Adventures by Disney vacations, do you ever have jealousy creep in where you're, <laughs> you know, that you're envious of the vacations that you're planning uh, for your clients? Honestly, the only ones I am super envious about, um, not only, but the most ones I'm super envious about are the adventures by Disney trips, Disney World, Disneyland, things like that I've gotten to experience. Um, and I know how blessed I am to be able to do those over and over again. Um, and it's so much fun to work with all different kinds of budgets, but, uh, I, I won't lie. It's definitely fun to work with a larger budget and get really creative and do lots of different fun experiences, uh, and just go all out. But the adventures by Disney, something that, um, is still on my bucket list and I haven't gotten to do yet. Hopefully next summer we'll be able to go on our first one, but, um, there's lots involved with that, with getting babysitters for the kids for, you know, seven to 10 days, that kind of thing. So it's a little bit more planning than just, Hey, it's snowing this weekend. Let's go down and head towards Florida. Okay, let's go. So, um, but yeah, I do get, do get envious of, uh, planning these adventures by Disney trips. They look so amazing. They're a really great product. Yeah, I really didn't have too much exposure to Adventures by Disney. My family is DVC, so we know a little bit about it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if you listen to WDW Radio with Lou Mangello, but he, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you've heard his episode where they talked about their trip report where they went on this Adventures by Disney to China, but then they modified it to add some days into Hong Kong Disneyland and also into Shanghai Disneyland. And just hearing those experiences, those secondhand experiences through the trip that they had that immediately went, you know, to the top of our Disney bucket list, that that is something that we have to do where you get to be in that immersive 
cultural experience that Adventure by Dis- Adventures by Disney offers, but also get to visit the parks, I think would be just a, a trip of a lifetime. Definitely, definitely. And then to have Disney doing it and planning it for you and the safety and creativity and storytelling that Disney provides is a whole different experience than if you were to just go by yourself. It's an amazing, amazing experience, and, and they think of everything from little gifts each day to five-star resorts and restaurants and all those, all those special things. And it's not just you know somebody walking around with a microphone telling you, oh, this is this building, this is that building. You actually dig in. So like on this Germany trip, you go and you meet a local baker and you learn how to make pretzels and the stories behind where pretzels came from. And so you're actually inside of the story and learning through experience. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing description. I I could not say better myself. And now, now I'm feeling that jealousy. That is something I need to go on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's book one. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So something else I'm curious about is you said that you've been doing this for around three years now. How has it changed how you visit the parks now that you're, you know, having your, your, your experience of the new cupcakes or experiencing a, a Toy Story Land from a little bit of a different lens to be able to take that and offer it back um, to the families that you help? Ooh, well, uh, thinking about other people. So in our Facebook group and on Instagram, I always ask what people want to see. So they know that I'm traveling soon and they'll let me know, oh, I want to see this. I want to see that. I want to do this. So try this cupcake or whatever it is. So I get input from my from my friends, family, clients, guests, um, followers, all those people. And I make sure that I hit as many of those as I possibly can, get them video, get them pictures, um, feedback and reviews. So that would be the first thing. Um, I always try and pick something new or something I haven't done in a while, maybe uh, visit a restaurant that I haven't been to in, you know, five, ten years, that kind of thing. Um, we also s- probably slow down a lot more. So we take pictures before we eat, and we hang out in the plaza gardens and let the kids run around while my husband and I edit a quick, you know, video or post or something to get that out there. Uh, so we definitely slow down more and focus more on what um, other people want to see and do. Uh, but that gives us more experience. Maybe it's something that we wouldn't have thought of or wouldn't have done ourselves. Uh, but when we when we go, one of the things that I think makes our channel and our stuff, uh, our Facebook group different, is when I edit, I edit very lightly. Uh, I try and keep it as authentic as possible. So when I'm reviewing a cupcake and we're sitting there eating the cupcake, one of the first times uh, we had done that, the two-year-old falls out of his chair. And then the four-year-old burps. And then the six-year-old starts fighting with the 10-year-old. And then, But it's it's real life. And at first, I was worried that people were going to be like, oh, this is a horrible video. And But the feedback that I got was great in that it was true, real-life Disney with a family. And that's how it's going to be. When they go and just having the positive attitude, the kids are having fun, trying these new things and how do you handle those situations and stuff like that instead of, oh, it's sugarcoating, you're going to have a great time and you will, but there's going to be 100 degree weather days and the kids are going to have a meltdown and, and different things like that, but you can still have fun and still do things. So it just shows the authentic and the, the real Disney um, 
side of it. So I try and keep that in the videos now uh, so that people can see the real stuff. And it just shows our character and our family too, because you're, it's also your brand, you know, you are your own brand and that's what makes us different than, you know, maybe other channels and things. So they can see how, how a real life family of six does Disney through the good times and the maybe not so magical moments. I think that is an amazing approach. And I thank you so much for sharing that because I think that is so, I felt myself, you know, reading other people's reviews or watching their videos of their experiences in the park. And then we get there and you have this expectation that you're going to exactly replicate what someone else's experience were. But, right. I, you know, truthfully, they probably didn't exactly experience it, how it was presented, presented on the screen. And, you know, I am going to, me and my wife are going to have little bickers throughout the day or our feet mm -hmm. are going to hurt and we're not going to want to stand right. in line for that ride. And so I think that is a, it's a very refreshing approach and, and I can definitely understand uh, why it's appreciated by your viewers. Yeah, definitely. And it's a lot of fun and, and less editing work for me. So it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, that was all great stuff. I think the next thing that we can jump into is our lightning round. Um, so we'll just go through some quick topics and just the first things that come to your mind. Uh, we can share those uh, to get your takes on some of these Disney topics. Okay, let's do it. Awesome. So the first one's an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you have visited. Uh, Walt Disney World, we did all four parks there, Disney Springs and the two water parks. We've done Disneyland in California. Um, we've done Disneyland Paris. We cruised Disney Cruise Line a few times. We've done Hilton Head and uh, Disney's Vero Beach. So we've gotten to do a lot of different things um, here, but Alani's still out there. I just got to get Alani done. <laughs> <laughs> and which one is your favorite and why? Ooh, um, I have to say Walt Disney World. Cause it's, it's my home. That's yeah, it's my home. Um, and of the parks, it would be a tie between Magic Kingdom and Epcot. As an adult, I'd say Epcot, but the child in me says Magic Kingdom. You can't go to Disney World without going to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. In my, in the previous episode, I threw in this question, so I might make it a staple. What is your favorite festival in Epcot now? Ooh, um, if I was the only one walking around and it was an empty park, I'd say Food and Wine Festival. But weighing in the crowd levels and the popularity that Food and Wine Festival has become, um, I would change that to Flower and Garden because it's a balance of everything, the extra food and experiences there, but also so beautiful with all the flowers and decorations and everything and um, topiaries. It's, it's the best of probably all three of the different festivals that Epcot has. Um, or four festivals. Um, so I would really, really never miss the Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot in the springtime. It's absolutely beautiful. Lower crowds in the fall, mostly, as long as you avoid spring break. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's that would have to be my favorite. I feel the exact same way, but I, I sort of am apprehensive to share that because I don't want... <laughs> Kind of the secret to get I out mean, of that. I mean, Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> yeah, because you're exactly right that it seems like Flower and Garden. It's just it's a little bit of a slower pace, and you can experience everything a little more in depth than than with yeah. Food and Wine. Oh, and the Butterfly House. Mm -hmm. Have you done that one? That one's really cool. We have, yeah, yeah. That I yeah, we love Flower and Garden, and and we can spend you know, multiple days in Epcot when Flower and Garden's going on. And it just seems like we get burned out on food and wine a little bit quicker. Yeah, 
we got to go with the big. So in November, we rent a humongous house down south of Florida. We have like 20 to 35 people. This year we have 35 going. And then we all hit up Epcot all together. We break up into different groups and hit different booths and then all commune back together. And we have a sample of absolutely everything. And wow. that way we get to try everything on the menu throughout the whole day. You get a bite of each, and then we write down which ones we liked and which ones we didn't care for and that kind of thing. So if we wanted to go back and get a full, you know, full side, then we could. Uh, but, yeah, we do that, and that way we can try everything around the world. It still takes us probably two to three days to do it because you get full really fast, but uh, it's a great experience. So when you go with lots of people, that's our strategy. I have a feeling you might be getting some applications to join that group uh, to, to be part of that. <laughs> we'll, we'll need a humongous house. This year, it's a 14-bedroom house that we rented um, to be able to fit all the families together. So it's definitely growing every year. <laughs> gotcha. So next would be a Disney bucket list trip. Ooh, Adventures by Disney, hands down. And I would say it's a tie between, maybe a three-way tie, Germany, Norway, and China, China to definitely see Shanghai and Hong Kong, Disney, um, Norway. It looks absolutely beautiful, and I'd love to go there. In Germany, uh, that's the heritage of my husband. He's from his relatives are back from Germany, and then seeing the original inspiration for Cinderella Castle would be awesome uh, over in in that area. So I would love to do that. Awesome. Next would be your favorite Disney resort. Um, hmm. I would say probably Beach and Yacht Club for that for that pool. I love that pool, and the dining there is absolutely amazing. It's we were walking down the promenade last couple weeks ago, and we were hungry. Like, where do we want to eat? Do we want to eat here? No, let's look at the menu. Oh, let's look. Keep on walking. Oh, do you want to eat here? And it was like a shopping mall of food. It was so amazing. So we had a little bit here, and then we went to the next lounge and had a little bit there. Went to the next lounge because it's the two resorts together. So you have double the food options. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, and it's a short walk to Boardwalk as well. So if you if you yes. if you need to walk to Boardwalk, then there's even more food options. I feel like right. If you can't find what something to eat at beach or yacht, then you have the Boardwalk. Then you have Epcot everything's there within walking distance. If you're a Disney foodie, that's the place to be. Cool. So next would be your favorite ride or attraction. Uh, Avatar, Flight of Passage, hands down. I had a spiritual moment on it. It's amazing. I love it. If you haven't done it, do it. Everybody out there, don't miss it. Go to Animal Kingdom, enjoy Flight of Passage, and it's amazing. You can't stop smiling like my my eyeballs and my teeth just dry up because I can't <laughs> stop smiling and my mouth's wide open and you just I I wonder if you know because they've got video cameras going for safety to mm -hmm. to keep track of everybody during the ride and I just wonder I'm like are they watching this and they just see my face just <laughs> glowing the whole entire time uh, I always think of weird things like that but I love love flight of passage I think an appropriate follow-up question to that would be What's the maximum amount of time that you would wait for Flight of Passage? Ooh, I've done it probably a dozen times already. So if it's just me and maybe another adult or so, or just adults, I'd probably wait an hour and a half, two hours. Mm -hmm. uh, if I have kids with me, though, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> that adds an extra 
variable in there. So I would not wait with little guys in, in that line. Um, maybe like 45 minutes max to the little guys. But with adults, worst case scenario, you load the Avatar movie on your phone and you can watch the movie while you're waiting in line. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, we yeah. we wait. Our last trip was actually the first time that I rode Flight of Passage. I've only rode it once and we waited around two hours and I even found myself getting a little bit fussy by the end of it. But it was all right. worth it in the end. But, and and yeah. uh, we didn't regret it at all. But yeah. I can imagine with little ones that would be tough. Oh, yeah, definitely. We do take advantage of the baby swap, though. So maybe if I sent dad into wait the two hours and then I could swap afterwards. We could mm -hmm. work something out that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good approach. So next would be your favorite snack. Um, I have two. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, the family-friendly snack would be the mermaid cupcake on Main Street at the Starbucks. It's absolutely amazing. Hands down, the best cupcake on all property. And we've tried almost all of the cupcakes. Uh, and then and not so family friendly would be the ice cream martini over in the France Pavilion in Epcot. And you get to choose two scoops of ice cream, handmade ice cream. I usually go with the dark chocolate and the strawberry, and then they pour Grand Marnier on top of it. And it's so good. I've never had that one. I've all, In France, we've always gotten the uh, Grand Marnier orange slush, but I think that ice cream, it's definitely tempting oh, to, yeah. to switch over next time. Definitely, definitely try it. Get one and share it, and that way you can get both. You can get the slush, too. Sure. And um, I had another question. Oh, is the is the mermaid uh, cupcake, is that seasonal, or is that a permanent menu item now? They just added it this summer. It didn't say anything about seasonal, and it's been selling like hotcakes, so I would think that they would keep it around, definitely. So, But it is so good. It has the mermaid tail a cookie on top, the iridescent sprinkles and frosting and then inside's like a yummy delicious funfetti like it's mm. just if you don't like that I don't know what you would <laughs> like it's just it's it's delicious awesome so next would be your favorite restaurant oh um I would say Victorian Alberts which I know is not something that everybody can go dine at uh last summer my husband went overseas and he was gone for six to seven months and so we had six months worth of date nights saved up. <laughs> and so we, uh, we took that money and we went to um, Victoria and Albert's and sat in the queen's room and had like 12 course meal plus bread service and, and um, chocolate service. Like <laughs> you can pick all these different chocolates out of uh, this big, huge tray, um, fresh cut roses and stuff. And it was absolutely amazing. Um, had some Miyazaki beef from Japan so good. Everyone needs to save up their pennies and go there at least once. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, so next would be your favorite Disney movie. Um, oh, there's so many good ones. Um, Dumbo, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid probably would be my top few that I can think of off the top of my head. Gotcha. I've I've separated it out the last two a couple times because everybody struggled with that one. Maybe a, a favorite Disney classic and then a favorite Pixar movie. Ooh, I like Up. Would probably be my Pixar. Okay. Um, and then classic. Uh, Dumbo or Little Mermaid? I still can't decide between those two. Dumbo is special in my heart, but Little Mermaid, probably the story and the colors and the nostalgia of childhood. Um, but Dumbo's special to me. Maybe Dumbo's my favorite character, maybe. 
yeah, let's go with that. So let's give give us the verdict. Are you excited for the live action Dumbo by Tim Burton or are you skeptical about it? I'm nervous about it. I don't want it to be dark. And a lot of his movies can tend to be dark and not very pretty um, or happy. So I'm worried that it's going to be dark and scary. <laughs> I'm hoping it won't be. But the the what we've seen of it so far, the releases and so far, it look really good. Um, so I'm super excited about it, but I'm also cautious. Yeah, we have a split household here. So I'm a Tim Burton fiend. I, <laughs> you know, I can't think of a single one of his movies that I don't enjoy. And I kind mm -hmm. of like the dark aspect of especially Alice in Wonderland of how he mm -hmm. approached that. But my wife is completely the opposite and probably falls more in line with you that She's so worried that he'll make it too dark and it it won't be the same story. So I right I understand that that apprehension about his approach. Yeah. Cool. So next would be your favorite Disney song. Uh, sticking with Dumbo, it would have to be "Baby Mine." I love that song. It makes me cry whenever I see it. Um, and then it's personal to me because I sing it to my babies after bathtubby time. So we'll snuggle up in the towel and I'll sing it to them and um, do little things and tickle their toes. And um, so, yeah, that's very special to me. So I would say baby mine. Awesome. Next would be your favorite Disney quote. Um, I would go with, it's not by, from Walt Disney, but like a Disney movie would be um, Lilo and Stitch. Ohana means family and family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. I am really big about family. So that one really touches me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And the last one would be your favorite Disney memory. Ooh, memory. There's so many, so <laughs> many. I'm so blessed to have so many Disney memories. Um, I love making new ones. Um, some that come out often are the smell of the Polynesian lobby when they used to have the birds and the, all the tropical flowers in there, you'd walk in and it would just smell so good. Um, talked about the sand, sand bottom pool over at beach and yacht club as a kid, loving that, mm -hmm. um, riding in the front of the monorail. I don't know if you ever got to do that as a kid. That was so cool. Uh, they don't do that anymore. Um, yeah, those are some good ones. Probably mostly ones back from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, that'll wrap up the lightning round. And um, so the last question that I want to ask all my guests is if you have one piece of parting guidance to someone who has a love for Disney and they're just trying to find the right, right way to express it, whether they're going to start a blog or be a travel planner, or start a podcast, what would your advice to that person be? Um, go for it. Definitely go for it. You, like I mentioned before, you're your own brand. So you're marketing yourself. So be that crazy Disney lady, be that crazy Disney guy, that Disney nerd, own it, wear your Mickey ears while you're driving your car, be in that sphere, listen to your Disney music, and everyone around you knows that you are Disney obsessed, and you are your own brand, so go with it, get started, don't hold anything back, enjoy it, and have fun, and do what you find uh, is magical and there will be other Disney followers that will enjoy it. There's so many of us out there. The community is humongous and there's enough Disney to go around for everybody. So definitely go for it and jump all in. That's great advice. 
Well, Nikki, I thank you so much for your time. Everybody, make sure you go follow Nikki on Instagram at Nikki Mouse Travels and also Mickey'sTravelTips.com. Nikki, do you have any other um, things that you want to share with the listeners? No, that was it. Thank you so much for having me. I really had fun. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Detour to Neverland. Please feel free to reach out to me at DetourToNeverlandPod at gmail.com and visit our website, DetourToNeverland.com. There you can find the link to our Facebook discussion group and read our blog with trip reports, tips and tricks, and reviews from the parks. Make sure you subscribe to never miss an episode and drop us an iTunes review with any feedback or suggestions. See you next week for our next episode.